catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. And yes, at this time of the year, every year, the whole world celebrates Christmas. From 2020 up until this year, 2022, where we still mark Christmas, a lot of things have changed in the world, around the world, with people here on the continent, here in Nigeria, Sub-Saharan Africa. We've had floods, famine, hunger, wars, inequality, insecurity, and a lot more problems too numerous to mention here. And so this year, we're asking... Is Christmas still worth celebrating? How we usually celebrate Christmas with all the, you know, everything. Why do we even celebrate Christmas at all? Why did we start celebrating Christmas? What's the essence behind celebrating Christmas? And despite the many problems facing humanity, in this episode, we will try to make some sense and give some reasons why Christmas is still worth celebrating even in our time with the many issues we're having. Today, we're speaking to a preacher and a business consultant, Eddie Dong Gabriel. Hi, Eddie. How are you doing? Hi, Tony. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Hmm. Did, I, did I say your name well? So I always ask for like the backstory, um, like a story behind mm-hmm. the name when I have guests um, on the show. So I think we should start with that. What does your name mean? Okay. And what's like a There's story a behind story it? Per se. Okay. Okay. So my name is actually Edidion Gabriel. Edidion means blessing. God's. It's actually Edidion Abasi, right? And that means God's blessing, right? So I'm God's blessing. <laughs> but people oh, call okay. me Eddie because it's just short and it's cool. And I like Eddie. But Eddie Jones is my real name. Oh, so it means that actually you got that one without even asking. You know, I, I actually didn't ask, oh, can I call you Eddie? Or I, I think it just it just happened. I just yeah. Said, I just said <laughs> okay, that's nice. That's cool. Mm. So let's start with what Christmas means or why we celebrate christmas in the first place um if someone just walked up to you and said hi hi eddie why exactly are you celebrating christmas uh what would your response be why am i celebrating christmas Hmm. i will celebrate the birth of jesus because then it signifies that hope came into the world the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the Didion, <laughs> that he gave her his only begotten son, that she may not perish but have everlasting life. Without the coming of Jesus, I had no hope to eternal life. Right? So Christ is the hope of the world. The Bible says in Matthew 1 verse 21 that the child will come and he will save his people from their sins. Now, some people, when they hear that, they think, oh my God, then God is angry at my sins. No. But this is what the Bible says in Romans 6 verse 23. It says the wages of sin is death. And that death is separation from God. Meaning we came into this world as sinners, not because of we did anything wrong. But the Bible says in Romans 5 verse 12, it says, through one man, sin entered the world. And death passed through all men through sin. But what did Christ come to do? He came to pay the price for me. So it's like 
it's just like saying you have a boyfriend right and then police so just imagine i have a boyfriend i have a big boyfriend mm-hmm. and then i got caught up with police issue in lekki and then i just call my boyfriend and he just comes down and he just comes and just you know handles the case for me i was the one with the problem right not mm-hmm. him right mm-hmm. but he came to save that of it because he had capacity to do that and that is what jesus came to do for us we got ourselves in a mess adam got himself in a mess and put all of us in a mess that we did not even know for, about you know david told god in sin did my mother conceive me so this sometimes i actually tell people don't blame yourself for your sins it's not really your fault you inherited it and god also doesn't blame us for our sins so why am i happy about celebrating christmas because then i understand that i've been delivered from the bondage of darkness the devil no longer has a legal ground over my life i am now legally loved by jesus god is committed to me the bible says i was bought with a price i am valuable and the price that was paid for me was the blood of jesus he paid the very price for me so christmas means a lot to me why because it helps me celebrate the coming of my lord jesus or rather not the coming but the birth of my lord jesus which was you know which was like the inception of salvation right mm-hmm. you know i see what happened with the bible right when jesus was a baby the devil tried to take him out at that point if the devil had taken him out we would have not understood salvation and we would have still lived bound by you know cutting bulls imagine if tony you were meant to pay for all the sins that you've done how many fouls would you have bought by this time think about <laughs> it just think about it i've been saved from a lot of religious rights because why the blood of jesus made it possible for me to go beyond the veil so that's it christmas means a lot to me because christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law and the curse of sin and sickness and death and i am heaven bound i don't worry about going to hell not because i do everything perfect but i place my faith in christ the bible says in romans 5 verse 1 now we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ he says therefore being justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus tony you and i have peace we all have peace with god why because of jesus so yes that's it Mm, wow that's uh really deep and uh, and someone would say oh if we've got salvation you know how come we still have a lot of trouble in the world and if we have all of these troubles and all of these you know everything that's happening in the world that's really negative um you know wouldn't that be like a reason um we should you know maybe take a break and think about you know if we should continue on this path of actually doing all of these things Mm. so let me say something about that right right from inception god's will for man was always good the bible says in jeremiah 29 verse 11 for the thoughts and plans that god has for us are good and never of evil to give us a future and an end but guess what god isn't ruling the world the devil is and this is why we are saved to be gods on the earth the bible says you are the light of the world a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden right the reason why you continue on this path is because this path is the path of dominion is the path of deliverance is the path of strength god in us is the hope of glory god doesn't walk outside of us god works with us the reason why we have problems in this world is because men haven't yielded their wills to god not because god isn't ready to work there was a time in the bible when the israelites were meant to pass on to another land and god told moses tell the people to stop crying and move forward 
Men don't know that they have so much power, more than they have, more than they know. The Bible says in Matthew 18, verse 18, it says, Behold, I have given you power, that whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatsoever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. Not necessarily binding and casting in the terms of praying, but it means whatsoever I choose not to allow again on earth, it's allowed in heaven. And whatsoever I choose to permit on earth is permitted in heaven. So can you see how much powerful the believer is? The believer has received a download and a download of realities in Christ. Now, Tony, I want to ask you a question. If I give two people an iPhone, one person only downloads WhatsApp on their phone and no other app, aside the apps that came with the phone. But you see someone downloads a video creating app, a finance app, ebooks, pocket book, you know. Did those two people get a phone? They got it right. Mm-hmm. They got the same kind of phone, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what happened to one person? One person maximized what was given to them, right? And another person limited what was given to him by his experience. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now the problem is spiritual growth. I want to ask you a mm-hmm. question, Tony. A baby has the capacity to be a sixty-year-old man, right? Mm-hmm. Because. For that baby to become 60 year old that baby is not going to come out of his body and go into a new body right he's just going to grow by eating just by virtue of eating sleeping and waking up you're going to grow right yeah so now age is automatic but growth is intentional Mm. if you're not growing spiritually you can't maximize this there was an analogy the holy spirit gave to me one day to me Tony, if you don't charge your phone, can you use your phone? <laughs> no, it's going to, it's going to be dead. <laughs> you can't use your phone, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what? If you use an iPhone, Tony, at that point, a Nokia touchlight will be more, more, more valuable than your phone. Why? Because your phone is dead. And the Nokia touchlight can currently do what your phone cannot do because your phone is not usable. It is dead, right? Mm-hmm. So now, when we don't grow spiritually, we are like iPhones that have great capacity but are not usable. Do you understand that? Mm. So the reason why we have problems in the world today is not because God isn't good or God isn't strong, but is that men haven't yielded their wills to God. God doesn't work independent of men. God works through men. The devil also doesn't work independent of men. He also works through men. Men are God's strategy. A spirit is illegal on the earth without a body. So when you see things happening on the earth, it's because a man is involved. When you see awesome things happening on the earth, it's because a man is involved. And when you see demonic things happening on the earth, it's because a man is also involved. So men are God's strategy. And we are spiritual beings. Our bodies are only our earthly souls. We need to understand how powerful and limitless we are to create the change that we want to see. Jesus said that I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. He says, you have overcome the world. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We, we need to come to an understanding of Christ in us and then live our lives from that point of reality. Then we will not be so problem focused. Romans 8 verse 19 says that creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. So you're waiting on God, but God is actually waiting on you because you are God's strategy. That's it, Tony. Wow. So the wow. reason why we have problems is not because God isn't powerful, but is that men are not growing spiritually. Mm-hmm. Spiritual growth is not just burying your Bible and praying. Is about spiritual growth doesn't take place in the spirit, it takes place in your mind. The Bible says in Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation comes when your mind, when you think on the level of God. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, 
My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. But guess what? As you have the Holy Spirit in you, God can upgrade your thoughts to his thoughts and your ways to his ways. And then you are now functioning like God on earth. The Bible says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Bible says in 1 John 4 verse 17, as Christ is on the earth, so are we. We need to understand that. I want to ask you a question, Tony. If you have a child, don't you want your child to be able to do everything you can do and much more? Right? Yes, sure. So would you want to open the door for your child or pick up the the a bag for your child? Your child should have the capacity to do that because your child is as much a human being as you are, right? Mm-hmm. So we are children of God. God is powerful. God is supernatural. We are also powerful and supernatural. It breaks God's heart when he sees us living below our capacity. Imagine you have a child that doesn't know how to walk. That breaks your heart. There are children, there are parents who have children with special needs. I want to let you know that anyone that is not walking in the power that God has called them to walk, they are like children with special needs. Wow. So if you're going to, you know, say a word to those Christians or people around the world who, you know, because of maybe some certain um, effects of some problems in the world, whatever it may be, um, do not feel like yeah. this particular Christmas is worth celebrating or is worth their while. Yeah. You know, how would you want to speak to them now? Okay, I'll say to them first of all, God is more interested in them having a great life than a great Christmas holiday. God loves them every day. Their lives are not about setting events. Every day should be an encounter in God. I want to let them know that God loves them. I want to let them know that God's thoughts and plans for them are good and never of evil. When I say never of evil, I mean never evil. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh or after, but after the Spirit. Right? Because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed us from the law of sin and death. He also then says in John 3, 16, For God so loved you. Maybe your name is Tayo, Polake, Bolu, Kemi, Tola. God loves you. And he sent his son to die for you. Tony, imagine if you are in a fix financially and I send my PA with a stack of cash to come and save you from your financial problem. Doesn't that show? Doesn't that mean that I love you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a show of love. So now, what did God do? God bundled Jesus and sent him to pay the price for you. Never doubt God's love for you. And the way you can have a revelation of God's love is through God's word. Because the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. God's word is God's letter to you. There are times I'm down. There were, you know, I suffered from depression and being suicidal for over two years because I was diagnosed with a, with a mental illness that got me very down. I was in a low place. And I found my pastor, and my pastor began to teach me how to meditate on God's word, how to speak God's word, the power of praying in tongues. And it was not just about me just doing things spiritually. But then I found a community of people. One of the reasons why people are down is because they haven't found people who they can do life with. We were not created to do life alone. The Bible says two are better than one. I want you to leverage relationships in your life because they are God's ways of coming down to you. The Bible says there was a man sent from God, John, to people. God isn't going to come down to you in spirit because God is spirit. You can only interact with God spirit to spirit, but to encounter God, God is in men and men are in God. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's it, God loves you. God is for you and never against you. I want you to take the book of Romans 8 and drink it in. Romans 8 from 31, it says that, 
what can say it says if god be for you who can be against you i want you to take scripture like psalm 23 and say no the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil because god is with me my rod and my staff they comfort me he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies he anoints my head with all my cup runs over surely his goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life i want to let you know that you have a responsibility to take god's word and god has a responsibility to allow his word work in you he says he keeps him in perfect peace he whose mind is stayed on him it is my responsibility and your responsibility to keep your mind stayed on god but it's in god's responsibility to keep you in perfect peace take scriptures like psalm 4 philippians 4 verse 9 he says my god shall supply all my needs your need for spiritual needs your need for a husband your need for wisdom your need for strength your need for capital your need for strength your need Everything that you have as a need, God supplies it. God is your supply. The Bible says in Luke 12 verse 32, Do not fear my little flock, because it's in your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I also want you to know something. Never be afraid of going to meet God. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 verse 16, Come boldly before the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help you in time of need. If you ever feel down, then you should go to God the most in those periods. Never be afraid of your father, especially when you've messed up. Especially when you've messed up. Because the devil wants to isolate you from God's goodness. Imagine a dirty cloth running away from washing machine because it's dirty. <laughs> Who else is meant to wash the clothes? God always tells me, Eddie, I am your soul. Don't run away from me. I'm the one who consistently cleanses you. And God does it through his word and through people. So stay in the love of God. And if you do not know scriptures, reach out to me. You could collect my contact from Tony. I would beautifully and lovingly send you scriptures to meditate on and pray with you and encourage you in God's word. But I want to let you know that the solution to all problems is spiritual growth. Mm. Because then you can maximize all that God has placed within you. Mm. Now, for one another because this is you know from you to you know every other person how should we encourage one another like if i am to encourage someone else and someone else is supposed to encourage another person especially during this period um where we have a lot of pressure from different places different areas you know different things and things like that you know how should we encourage ourselves in this period okay so i'll say something you know, when I saw that question, so the Holy Spirit put something in my heart. The book of 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4 says that God comforts us in our tribulations so that we may comfort others with the same comfort we have received. One of the best ways to help people is you yourself to first of all receive help from God. Look for areas where you struggle and that you become victorious. And document how you became victorious in those areas. Now then go and look for people who are suffering in those areas and begin to implement the solution how should you encourage others there are sometimes i preach to people i speak god's word to them god's word is the tool for transformation nothing else but god's word other things might be good so for example when someone is depressed they don't just read their bibles and pray they also go for massage take care of their body look beautiful eat well rest well sleep well because we are spirit soul and body we're not just spirit so nobody should be too spiritual. Sometimes what you do even need might not even necessarily be a long hour of prayer. You might just really need good music and 
a hug or just go and play a game. For example, next week I'm going out with my cousin and we're going to, you know, Landmark Beach. We're going to Playhouse and we're going to do some shooting, right? Mm-hmm. That's a way of relaxing. So I, I noticed that, you know, someone is stressed. I take them out for lunch, get them to talk, read a book, empower your mind, inspire yourself, send people inspiring things, listen to people who thrive in marriage. Maybe you'll find you're having struggles in your marriage. Go and look for stories on people who had struggles in their marriages and thrive. You're dealing with mind problems and emotions. Look for testimonies of people who had the same illness as you. Do you understand? That's how we encourage one another. You know, send people scriptures. These days, I send people podcasts by my pastor, Reverend Dr. Arifalo. You know, I also send people songs because I'm such a music person. I love songs so much. And not every time, it's always like one song, one song where they're praying in tongues, 24-7. Listen to people like Limo Blaze, you know, people that, you know, just have very lovely music. I could just sue you. So you know the song by Limo Blaze and like Jaira, you know. So that you just need so you just need to ease up yourself. So that you just need a good meal. Order Chinese, watch a good animation movie, speak God's word and sleep. But I want you to know something. You know that you do. Let God's word be consistent. You don't have to do long hours. Just take one scripture and meditate. Meditation is such a powerful tool to transformation. Because what happens? The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The minute you begin to put God's word in your heart, then you begin to think like God. And then you will be like God because you are like God. Do you understand that? Mm. So that's how we do it. Wow. Um, Wow. This is really um, insightful and interesting. Um, I would want to divert a little bit into um the idea of virtual worship so from um, covid 19 um the lockdown we introduced some form of virtual worship you know through platforms you know some of these things were happening but they gained prominence during and immediately after um, covid 19 lockdown Uh, what are your thoughts around the idea of virtual worship and is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down or maybe there are some things we can improve on or should we just fully get into this already okay okay tony thank you for that very brilliant question thank you so much that's an amazing question right there you know so technology is actually one of god's strategy in fulfilling his global mission first of all god has a mission in habakkuk 2 verse 14 for the earth to be filled with the knowledge of god's glory as the waters cover the sea and any way that that can happen god would always be there Technology is such a great tool, but technology will never be a substitute for physical gatherings. That's just what I want us to know. Technology is not bad. For example, with technology, you could leverage a social media platform to create podcasts and reach the world, create virtual events, train people in the world, disciple people. You can have wider reach in the distribution of empowering Christian resources. With technology, you are limitless. Your reach is the world. Your reach is the globe, and God is trying to reach the world, right? God didn't just come for Nigeria or Africa. God came for the world. And when God said you are the light of the world, he didn't say you are the light of Nigeria or you are the light of your family. No, you are the light of the world. So the world, God, so and technology is one of the tools these days that we can use to reach the world, right? So technology is amazing, but it should never be a substitute for physical gathering. You can never lay hands to physical gathering, whether you like it or not. You could have certain level of impartation, because impartation actually takes place in the mind. But laying on of hands is such a great spiritual technology. The same way we have our own technology, God also has his own technology. I can never give somebody a hug through the internet, right? And people need hugs. We're, we're created for community. How do I hug you through the internet? 
Not every time people want to hear us talk. Some people just need people to hold their hands. One of the five love languages is physical touch. And then that's how it is. And we're created to love one another. The technology is amazing, but never a substitute. So don't put away technology, but don't also make it a substitute. That's what I'll say. Mm, okay so technology should be a tool um you know for christians and you know in christianity um, generally yes that's correct okay so um now let's you mentioned something about uh, you know about um you know suffering a mental um health um illness um while you were you know, speaking i yes, just remember correct. yeah that you know yesterday we had a chat with you know a mental health activist on why we should talk more about mental health um do you do you think that you know we're doing you know the effort how much effort do you think we need to put into awareness um, for mental health and in reducing the stigma around mental health Mm. okay you know what i feel like mental health a lot has been said concerning it so talking about it is not what we need now what we need is solution. For example, while I had my issue, I have no shame or regrets. I was in rehab. I was in rehab at four different points last year, right? Rehab did a little bit of things, but it, it never gave me the solution I needed. Because this rehab don't understand how the human, they, they understand it to a level, but guess what? Nobody can know a product more than its manufacturer. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. And God created us. We are God's creation. So the thing about the mental health institute is that they do not want to agree that Christians have the solution. And that is because Christians themselves have also spiritualized everything. We are not just spirits. We have a soul. We have a mind. We have wills. We have emotions. God talks to us and God says in his word, bring your strong wills to me. I write to God a lot. Not because I I don't believe my writing to God is the best way I communicate with God. I pray in tongues a lot. But sometimes I pray in tongues for five hours, six hours. That's amazing. But I also write to God. I go up to God's level, but I also bring God down to my level. Because God also understands I'm human. Jesus was weary and tired in the Bible. The Bible documented that to show us the humanity of Christ. We are so human. So we need to take care of ourselves. One of the causes of mental health today is a lack of identity. People don't understand who they are in Christ. And so they find themselves involved in a lot of activities that they have no business with. A lot of people are in careers that, that do not even fit into their personality. A lot of people out there want to be fashion designers, models, photographers, but they find themselves locked up in the banks. So they are under perpetual stress. Why? Because if you put a fish outside of water, it will die. So a lack of identity and understanding who we are in Christ is one of the prevalent causes of mental health issues. And I want to tell anyone going through any, any mental health issues, no matter what you do, psychology can help you uncover layers of your brokenness. But then the medicine for your soul is the word of God. I've taken medication from stuff before. The medication had a lot of negative side effects. It caused insomnia. I had panic attacks. I was bloated. I was dizzy. I finally had to drive. The side effects were very you know, dehumanizing. But guess what? Once I began to go spiritually, I was able to even take charge over my mind and my emotions and my will. And then even when the medication still had those side effects, I was in control of my body and my mind because my spirit was in control. So I'm not just totally a spirit, but I, I now learn how to take it. So for example, I took a medication someday and I fainted. It had an effect on me, Right. But guess what happened? I was not alarmed by it. Why? Because I know who I am in Christ. 
I know that Christ cannot be sick, therefore I cannot be bound by sickness. So I spoke God's word. I did and I'm strengthened with all mind by the Spirit of God in my inner man. That is the only thing that can give a solution. Imagine taking that medication that I fainted and I didn't have God's word in me. What would happen? I would be defined by that experience and be depressed and down for it. Everything in this life wants to bring you into depression. Everybody has the tendency to be depressed outside of God's word. Actually, a lot of people out there who haven't even you know, acknowledged it actually have a certain level of depression and anxiety. Right? So mental health is such an important conversation. And next year, I'm going to create a lot of solutions for people to help them experience wholeness in their mind and their emotions. Because then you can be a better believer that way. My pastor has a book called Mastering Your Emotions, you know, and it's such a great book that helps you uncover layers of brokenness within your soul. And, you know, and we also have podcasts. The podcasts are free, you know, we could just send them to you on how you can break strongholds of the mind through worry and through meditating on God's word. And it's such a powerful thing. And I'm, 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 a living, I'm a living testimony of what the word of God can do for you. And you know, my doctors can tell you how broken I was. I had manic episodes. For example, I I even had a video. I had a breakdown at the place restaurant, right? And I lost control there. And I was rushed down to psychiatric ward. And then look at me today. You cannot connect the dots except I tell you. Wow, wow, that's uh, so. If you're going to maybe use the next thirty seconds or one minute to speak to someone who is you know listening and is you know currently suffering a mental illness, you know, just use the next thirty seconds or a minute to speak to them. Okay, okay. I'll first say, my darling, you are very loved by God. I want you to calm down and be patient with yourself. Your healing is a process. Your healing is a process. Be patient with yourself. Allow yourself feel. Allow yourself rest. Identify your stressors and take them out. There are things you cannot live without, and there are things you can live without. Ask yourself, do I still really need this relationship? Do I still really need this job? Do I still really need this clothes? Do I still really need this commitment I made? Take the pressure off yourself. Put the pressure on God. And just allow God into your heart. Find a place where you can receive love. Then you can now be able to love. So I'll say again, be patient with yourself. Healing is a process. That's what I'll say. And you know what happens? That a lot of times, healing is also a painful process because it's more aggravated, right? But guess what happened? I put solution on my wound and it became more aggravated. <laughs> so when, you, when you're trying to walk through a process of healing and hope in God's word, Always find yourself and surround yourself with people who are strong. It starts with you. Be patient with yourself. One of the fastest ways to receive God's love is to read God's word and to listen to his fire. Create a lot of I have a playlist on God's love. I have a lot of beautiful music, right? Your soul deserves rest and God wants you. The Bible says in Matthew 11, verse 28, I guess, it says, Come to me, all you who are burdened and heavenly laden, and I will give you rest. I want you to know that Jesus isn't calling you to just go and preach the gospel and evangelize. He wants you to be affected by him first and then you can affect your world so come to jesus he will give you rest yeah wow thank you thank you very much and talking about music um would you mind sharing with us um, say five songs that have touched you you know this year or five songs that would make you know you know the top 
on the list, your own playlist. Um, so this is more like you know, Edding's playlist for 2022 top five. Okay, yeah. I'll say one. This is no particular order. One is called Evidence, Evidence by Naomi Rain. Another one is The One You Love by Chandler Moore. The One You Love, I Am the One You Love. Another song that has touched me is Obaton Jafumi by Benga. Obaton Jafumi, thank you for fighting my battles for me. Yeah. Another song, so that's two. That's three. Evidence by Naomi Rain. The One You Love by Chandler Moore. Um, Obaton Jafumi by Benga Akinumi or something like that. Another one will be, um, let me see. Another one will be Commando. It's a great song. Commando by Great Man Tackett and Energy by Great Man Tackett as well. Yeah, those are five songs there. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, how do you unwind and how do you, you know, like take time off to relax? You know, what do you engage in? What do you do? How do I take time off to relax? The first thing I do is I write my thoughts. I write what is stressing me out. I identify what I can. I, I try to find a solution. I, I become logical about it because a lot of times when you're stressed, you're you're a lot more emotional, right? And then if you view things from an emotional point of view, you might be you might view them from an unrealistic point. So you might be you might find it hard to decipher why you're being stressed if you're being emotional. So I go to a logical point and I write myself. I ask myself questions. Why do I feel this way? What can I do about what I how I feel? Because I understand that I'm in control. After I've written out my thoughts and come up with solutions, I create a plan and I execute my plan. How else do I unwind? I meditate on God's word. I speak God's word to myself and I pray in tongues a lot. My church has a prayer app. We pray 24 hours on there, Monday to Friday. 24 hours, you will find someone praying in tongues. And you can even put a prayer request on it. And people pray for you live wow. right so that's one other way i relax another way i relax is i love food a lot i order chinese listen to good music and eat another way i relax is by spending time with people i love and people i trust another time another way i rewind is by sleeping getting a good rest another way i rewind is by exercising and listening to good music another way i rewind is by preaching the gospel oh my god preaching the gospel gets me high <laughs> Yeah, so those are some of the ways I relax. I go out a lot. Okay. I love to hang out with people. I basically do something fun at that point. But by all means, eat and sleep well. Beautiful. Now, um, what are your wishes for the new year? Oh, my wishes for the new year. I have a goal to win at least 500 souls and disciple at least 100 people in the coming year. I also have a desire to plant a church if my pastor wills, right? I have a plan to train people in business planning and organization and personal development i also want to start few profitable businesses and travel often so what are my goals one win at least 500 souls a year i could achieve way beyond that but i just put 500 and i could disciple at least 100 people in the coming year have a desire to plant a church on the island maybe somewhere around ikoyi or leki because i stay in ikoyi and uh, i just really am passionate about young people on the island right I have exact plenty church, train people in business. I want you to have business skills because once you have business skills, then you can do any business. Some people can have the hard skills and they know how to maybe, for example, 
so but you don't have business skills your business will still fail and i have a passion to see businesses thrive most especially non-profit organizations then i want to train people in personal development and branding i want to start few profitable businesses for myself maybe start a makeup business a makeup distribution business a boutique and my consulting firm yeah That's and i also want to travel very much i don't travel enough so i want to travel very well next year so if you want to pay for my, my travel bills uh, 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 reach out to me <laughs> Okay, sure. So, um how can people reach out to you, you know, for help, for inspiration, for you know anything at all, um, you know, from here. Okay, you could just follow me on Instagram or send me a direct message on Instagram at Watchman @watchmanedidyong at @watchmanedidyong and then I'll we'll take you from there. Okay. And Edidyong is spelled Or you can send me a mail. Okay. You can send me a mail to officialedidyong at gmail dot com. Officialedidyong at gmail dot com. Okay. Just for clarity, can we maybe spell Edidyong? E D I D I O N G. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much um, for featuring on Africa Tech Radio and helping us better I understand. Yeah, it's you know it's really insightful and interesting and speaking with you and you know understanding um some very very delicate things that have to do with you know you know the life of being you know life of a Christian and Christianity and what that holds you know for you know whoever subscribes to that yeah Thank you. I I look forward to you know speaking with you more often um in 2023. I do. Yeah, yeah, I really do. We'll be great friends, Tini. <laughs> No problem. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.